Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Headstrong. You're listening to part two with YouTuber and magician sensation Archie Manners. Let's dive straight in. So you've had an interesting rise to success in what YouTube is. But let's just put YouTube um, aside for a second and let's maybe look at where, where you were born. You were born into a good family. You went to, to Bristol Uni, right? I did, yes. And what did you study at Bristol? Politics. 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 Being so that's very, come very, very useful. useful. Yeah. Oh, God. Like all, like all university degrees, like, you know, I, A, I love the £36,000 worth of debt. Just so nice to have, have around. And yeah, no, incredibly useful. I often, often think about parliamentary democracy. <laughs> and uh, the ways in which we can increase voter engagement. So where did the creative industries fit in for you then? Are your parents involved in the creative? No, or? not at all. My dad's a wine merchant and my mother's a layabout. So no, um, that's, that's a terrible thing to say. Um, <laughs> she's not, she's wonderful. Um, no, uh, I've always done it. I, I, magic is my background. So I'm, I'm a sort of still full-time professional magician and, I, and I'm still probably spend as much time doing magic as I do YouTube. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I started. I think it's probably from naturally being a show-off. Exactly. So, as I was going to say, I mean, you come with, you come as a package with charisma, and you've got that outgoing personality. That's incredibly kind of you. That it's, is... all, it's all a lie, by the way. Anyone who's very charismatic tends to basically be insecure. And I was quite just about good to actors. say, well, yeah. we could always talk about that. Yeah, it's being... all bollocks. <laughs> it's all title bollocks. Oh well. Um, but so yeah, let's look at that. Look at that magic avenue. Then, you, I mean, this is so so. You must go over this constantly, but. You started that at what age? When did you first take an interest in that? I think I was like maybe four. Was it because you had fidgety hands? I, I no, I no, <laughs> no. That sounds Sorry, really my mind wrong. Went actually, to, it did sound really wrong. Uh, I was a four-year-old with fidgety hands, and I couldn't get an erection, so I picked up a pack of cards. No, <laughs> um, I was given a Marvin's magic set by a, a godmother a and got hooked on it. And I was such a prick. I every time my parents had people around for supper, I would or lunch, I would perform for them in the dining room but I'd make, my, I'd make up my own little tickets that I would sell to them for 50p and I'd go around and collect and I'd make a sort of fiver which when you're four is literally I mean you, you're, you're like, a million, gonna, millionaire never have to work so that's a flat <laughs> in London in the jet and uh, <laughs> yeah I mean I used to do that and then I used to I was that twat who used to always like sit at the back of lessons practicing his autograph I remember doing that vividly uh, so <laughs> yeah it's still not legible um, but nowadays no one asks you for them 
Oh, you've got a nice, a nice, nice notepad there with my I've name, got on, it, with with no your name on it. Just in case I forgot your name, I'm incredibly embarrassing to call you Hugo or something. <laughs> I like the name Hugo, that's okay. Um, but we'll yes, so I, I started and then I did my first paid show when I was about 12, 11 or 12. I, I, I performed at the opening of a village hall for £20 and then I did it all through school. I used to run away from school to go and do it and then all through university and then since then. Now, and it's, it's been amazing. It's taken me to some incredible places around the world. It's introduced me to some people I'd never be able to otherwise meet. What is it, what is it that you enjoy about it? Because I, I often speak to people who do learn magic, and then they say that learning the trick itself spoils the magic of it. Yes, but also most, of the peop- most people grow up, um, which, of course, I haven't. Um, <laughs> I enjoy, genuinely, I enjoy the, the reaction and the pleasure other people can get from it. And that's what's fun. It, it is unlike any other art form in that it does turn grown adults into squealing children, Absolutely. just for a moment. And that's... I can't think of anything else that does that. That emotional reaction is quite unique to magic. And there are some people that loathe it, but those that love it, love it. Uh, and yes, if you do find out the trick often, it does spoil it. And you get other audience members for whom that is their enjoyment. Oh, and it must, um, it must be a magician's like, worst thing when they go, oh, I know this one. Yeah, and, and fine. I mean, great. Yeah. Off, off, off your pop. Yeah, um, exactly. Just sort and, of. And what you also statistically don't know it. Um, <laughs> so, and also, I love it. <laughs> but it's like it's, it's like going to the Rolling Stones concert, and they're, oh, I know this song. Well, yes, you fucking do. That's why I'm here. I hope so. I just hope so. Um, but no, yeah. it's uh, it does happen, and, and but most people are incredibly polite, and I'm lucky in that I perform at kind of parties where often people are quite well behaved. So obviously, live events come into magic quite often, but you have conceptualised this in video as well as a video art form. Why did that come about? Why, Why did, did I you, do that? You've got your own YouTube channel. Oh yes, originally. Yes, as well. I have one video on it. Yeah. I think, or two videos. I did that but purely you, marketing. You have thing. done so you, but you have distributed magic online. I've done a bit sort online. Of. Yeah, I do quite a lot on my Instagram. Yeah, but there's some really good Instagram magicians out there with millions of followers who are always going to be better at it than I am. So I tend not to. It's not the same when you watch it on camera. No, I've done it on television quite a lot, but not not on not so much online. I tried to do a virtual gig actually during lockdown. How'd that go? Appalling. I mean, they, they clapped, but I couldn't hear because they were all on mute. So they just looked <laughs> you like... You can see them. Just like, yeah, they look like those kind of uh, Chinese dolls that you get in Chinatown where they're just, like, waving. Um, oh, no. So I'm not going to do one of those again. Uh, no, I'm not desperate to get back to live performing. It's the one thing you I'm are, doing. Uh, yeah, I, I cannot... Could... I literally cannot wait. You've yeah. got anything in the diary? Or, I mean, no, I imagine you can't. I've got bits and pieces abroad next, next year. It's the lack of applause, to be honest. That's what I really miss. On I, Thursday uh... nights at 9 o'clock, I used to go out and just soak it up. I knew we were meant to be clapping for the nurses. I was like, give it to me! <laughs> This is the noise I need. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, how does it feel being catapulted yourself somewhat now into the spotlight? I mean, you've got... You well, have, I, I, you I, now, I think it's less of a spotlight and more of a... It's like one of those microscopic torches that dentists use uh, at, at very most. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I'm... I, well, I mean, yeah, it's fine. It doesn't happen very much. No, now, after no. a big video, people will come up to you and say yeah. hi. And that's really nice because... Yeah, you know, I have a kind of job most people don't have, where strangers come up and, uh, and, and speak to you about it. Yeah. It'd be quite rare to be walking around Sainsbury's as an accountant and someone just go, oh, by the way, Jeff, you're a great accountant. I love that piece of Excel work you did. Um, so in that sense, it's quite nice. Uh, it, it can be quite weird as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, get... you're massively, massively outgoing, but how does that, you know, have you always had that? Did you, do you, did you have to find this out at a young age? Have you always been like this? I think I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, I think like as a lot long of as people, you can remember, as long as I can, yeah. I mean, definitely. If you look at my home videos as a child, yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I think a lot of it comes from if you're at school and you're not sporty, particularly if you're at a sort of very privileged boarding school like I was lucky enough to be, uh, and you're not cool. You you can pivot by learning how to be funny. Uh, and that's a story that's oft been told by people in the comedy world. And it's, it's a traditional route. It, for... it certainly applies to me. Do you ever worry 
that, for example, just like looking at that, for example, when people do come up to you and do recognise you, that, you know, if the video doesn't go down well, there is that next part of it yes. that is not going to go well. Because you look, I use the example, the very, very famous example of Logan Paul and what happened in The Suicide Forest. Yes. Um, and, you know, that must be, you know, because you come up with these ideas, these concepts, and you usually think these are going to be fantastic. And everyone does from a personal creative perspective. But it's how that reaction I'm is I'm really lucky received. in that I've got a bloke called Josh Peters who's Tells very, you. very, very good at going, you're mental, no, you can't do that. And yes, sometimes you, know, you will overreach. I mean, the anxiety of a video flopping in terms of not necessarily negative publicity, but just in terms of people not enjoying it is also great. We've been very lucky. We've had a run of quite high numbers. Mm. And that will end. Like, of course it will. There'll be somebody better looking and cooler and funnier coming up behind us. So... Uh, that worries me, but but also, uh, yeah, I don't. I touch wood, we'd never be sort of silly enough to do something like that. No, sure. And that's got everything to do with Josh, and absolutely nothing to do with me, because I go, oh, let's do this, it's fucking great, yeah, 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 like 100, 100 miles an hour, and the next thing you know, I've done something terrible on camera. Uh, no, <laughs> I, fortunately, I, I think Josh would stop me. In fact, I'm sure of it. Yeah, sure. Do you? You've talked about you go running and stuff. Does does think do, do things ever get too overwhelming for you? Do you ever have to actually give yourself time because you you like to spend time with people? You, we talked about your lockdown actually being a terrible experience for you. Yes, you you love work, working with people, seeing people. Yes, but do you ever actually need that alone time? Yes, definitely, and and less for me and more for my behaviour amongst other people when I'm with them. Um, in the yeah, I try because I'm performing in the evenings live often and I'm working on YouTube during the day in kind of normal times when we're not having to do this antisocial distancing thing and the, you know, that means I'm out most nights and so I do always make sure like Sunday night I try my best not to be out but I can go weeks literally without cooking in my flat because I'm out and about late into the evening at parties and performing or whatever um so yeah it's vital to me to have my own time I, I tend to go to bed quite early if I can oh really that's yeah I'll often be in bed by about 11 10.30, and then read for half an hour and go to bed. I tend not to be up that late. What, what's, um, what's on the bedside table of Archie Manners at the moment? A notebook, a pen. Uh, it's a very good question. This one else is on there. Uh, Louis Theroux's book. Brilliant. What do you Love think? It. Um, I'm really enjoying it. Got to get through this. Yeah. I've got a great mate who I work with called a lot called Josh Berry, who's an impressionist. And he came over last, last week and started reading it as Louis Theroux. And my Brilliant. God, it was hilarious. Uh, so I've got that. I've got a photograph of my family. And I've, I've got quite a large photograph of myself as well above the bed, which is quite arrogant. Why not? I know, it's poor. I think I might have to go... You've got to celebrate down. your own success. Yeah, there's a line, though, isn't there? Uh, yeah, <laughs> there is a line. Maybe. A giant photo of yourself above your bed's a bit, yeah. a bit too far. <laughs> with, um, with that, it's interesting. You're reading Louis Theroux, so that's an autobiography. Do you, do you, is that what you like reading? I hate fiction. Really? Can't do Me it. Me too. I absolutely I, I, I hate just, it. I cannot, I can't say what... Which is a weakness, I'm, I'm sure, because I, I, I should enjoy it more. I love reading autobiographies or biographies or non-fiction books. So always a creative or sports? or nope, do you, Are you nope, open anything, to anything? Anything. I, 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 it was a great... Um, I once had dinner. I was performing at a dinner with Geordie Gregg hosted, who's the editor of the Daily Mail. And I remember saying to him, this is a guy who really does do dinners every single night. I said to him, Jordan, what happens when you're sat next to someone incredibly boring? You know, how do you do it? He goes, it never happens. I go, obviously, it must happen. He goes, no, if I'm sitting next to someone boring, I've failed. If I have not found something interesting, something that interests me before the end of the starter, I've failed because everybody has a story. Be prince or pauper, everybody has something interesting. And I think that applies to books too. So I might read a book on a subject that I'm not particularly interested about, but there's always something to learn from it and some, something to inspire you from it. Definitely, um, definitely. So yeah, I'm a great believer in that. No, I think, yeah, I mean, Louis Theroux is a bloody interesting man as well. Yeah. And I'm so pleased that he's really lent into the pun. 
yeah, yeah, got to get through this. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's in just case great. anyone didn't he's, know, he's really gone for that. Yeah, um, he's really. He's, he's, he's wondrous. I'd love to meet him. He'd uh, be on my sort of fantasy dinner party. Uh, he's there, on a serious uh, podcast rounds, and unfortunately, he wasn't quite up for Headstrong. Was he not? Did you no. ask him? Yeah, I did. Did I he ask. say no? Yeah. So rude. I know. And uh, he, he's interviewing you know like Miriam Margoyles you know and Stormzy. He's, he said, uh, "He said, um, oh, so so busy, create like focusing on own personal projects." I've seen him on so many podcasts. Yeah, he's on last every week. podcast. He's on every podcast. He must hate you. <laughs> I know. He must literally. Hate I think you. he must have been like he's got the same first name as me. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Um, he yeah. I was, what was I going to say about his podcast? I had uh, oh, yeah. Did no, you like it? Have you listened to his podcast? I listened to his Miriam Margoyles one because I adore her. Yes, uh, um, lovely. I think she's tremendous. So I have listened to it. Yeah, it's, it was good. In fact, um, another YouTuber, he did KSI. Yes, well, another YouTuber. You, I, mean, I mean, like, the guy's a don. Have you... Compared, I, am, I, am, I know, I am, of course. I am, <laughs> have, have, you met, have you met him? No, I've never met him. No, I mean, he's very good friends with Josh. Well, I don't know if he's very good friends with Josh, but he did, uh, no, he knows they Josh. know each other, They know each sure. other well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've never met him. He's part of a group, I think, called The Sidemen. I know some of them. Uh, but no, I've never met. No, met. his real name is JJ. Yes, that's I think. correct. Is that right? yeah, yeah, I love him. I love him. He interviews beautifully. Ah, uh, he sounds really, really great. Yeah, yeah. He, no, that was a, that's a good one. If you want to listen to that, uh, well, I will do now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you? Do you a podcast? That was what I was going to say. Actually. I, I do. I Here have a go. podcast that's coming out, um, which is called Shooting Fish. So I'll plug that. It's not out yet. It's me and an impressionist um, pranking celebrities. But we asked uh, David Attenborough to come on because I thought, why not? Be ambitious as we can. So I wrote him a handwritten letter saying, would you come on my podcast? And uh, he, he wrote back, handwritten. And the answer is? Well, the answer was no, obviously. <laughs> but he did at least write back. That's very so nice. So I've got a lovely rejection letter from Sir David Attenborough. And that must be next to your photo above your bed. Uh, that is... No, 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 no. That, 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 that would make the wall. It's only reserved for me and successes. He's in the little reject pile, which is in the much bigger room next door. It's funny, uh, actually. <laughs> I, got, I got a letter um, handwritten back from Judy Dench. Um, oh, my God, I love Dame Judy. Because you did a video with Dame Judy. I was... No, Zach and Jay. Oh, sorry, yes, Zach, yeah, 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 I, I Zach featured and on it. I had, I, you were on it. Yeah. yeah, they had this great idea based around the seven, seven degrees of separation of trying to get the most famous person on a Zoom call. So they got me on as like level one and a bunch of other nobodies. And then we all had to invite someone famous. Who did you invite? Famous. I invited Nathan from Geordie Shaw. Nice. I just thought he'd be very funny and he was actually very funny. Crappy. And so I was then, and then it built up and built up and built up. Before I knew it, me, Nathan from Geordie Shaw and Judy Dench was on a Zoom call with <laughs> Zach and Jay and a bunch of other celebrities. It was hilarious. Um, I love it. Absolutely star. Love her. Yeah, no, love she's, her. yeah. So I, I've literally had that letter for like seven years. I now. think we should, I think She's such a national treasure. We shouldn't make a stuff. I'd like to stuff her when she eventually dies. I think she should. We should. That's what we do at that. That's why I would like to stuff. Fuck Madame Two Swords. Stuff James. Stuff Dame Judy Dench in a museum. That's what I'd like to do. Take it to the taxidermy. Yeah, I totally. I'd like. I want Dame Judy and Sir David Attenborough to be given the highest honour of all, which is a good stuffing. Oh, so what else is the future of you? You've got the podcast coming. What's the timeline on that? Uh, timeline on that is we're recording the first episode in two weeks' time. So that'll be coming Exciting. out. And then Josh and I are dipping our toe into the water of television to try and see if we can do what we do on with you know with more money behind us, basically, on a bigger platform. I mean, you've so, worked with MTV before. Um, is that... Because uh, that's a similar kind of vibe, actually. They, well, they did Jackass, which I guess is kind of similar. Uh, yeah, I mean, we'd be open to talking to them, certainly. I did, I did a show called The Royal World, Royal World them, yeah. um, which was like Big Brother for posh people, which I presented um what was that experience like amazing yeah, yeah. i mean uh, great team behind it and I had, a lo- I had a lovely time yeah it was great i just got to go into this big house once a day and and you know sort of tell people what's happening and then leave it was great. so I had, to do, I had to do my own makeup though can you believe it 
Disgraceful. I would have turned the job down. Oh, well, I bloody nearly did. <laughs> ne- needed the money. <laughs> no, just, no. Want, just want the ego. Cameras! Cameras! <laughs> Give them to me. Uh, so what's the, the concept uh, of your, yours and Josh's TV show? Very similar to your, uh, your you'll channel. You'll have to wait and see, but it's, uh, yeah. let me put it like this. It's not going to suddenly be DIY SOS. Um, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't see Nick Knowles <laughs> in front yeah, of yeah, me Yeah, Josh and Archie are pivoting from YouTube pranking to 24 hours in A&E as they struggle to become midwives. No, it's, uh, it's uh, along a similar thread, yeah. Absolutely, lovely. We'll um, I ask this question do. to every single guest on the podcast. I know that we haven't talked a great deal about potentially what it means, but I think it certainly applies to you. What does the word headstrong mean to you? I think it's have confidence in yourself, probably. I think, I think believing in yourself um, and not being scared to admit when you need help. I love it. Would be my, my two things. It's a very good question. Thank you. Or, I mean, the alternative answer is it's the word head with your surname put together. That is exactly what the pun is. Which is, no, I mean, it's, and it's great. What does headstrong mean to you? Has anyone ever asked you that question? Do you know what? Every single person likes to ask me that. Do they? God, thank God I did. I just oh, no, I so did, rude. I, 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 did, I did know the question. Oh, I was going to ask you. And I'll, oh, okay. Have you got a pen before I forget it? And I'll tell you what yeah. I... Uh, you can write it down under your name on this piece of paper. Lovely. Um, it is swelteringly hot in here. Yeah. We had to turn the fan off so you couldn't hear it. I can read that. My writing's worse than yours, it's but I was trying to do what quick. The quick fuck is I, was that? Try, I was trying to do quick writing. That is, that's not even quick writing at all. I know, I know. But um, what does headstrong mean to me? Interesting. I, I think definitely what you've said, but I think you I, without the without the word arrogant, um, as in headstrong. As, is, as it was my answer. Very no, 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 no. But people believe headstrong to be negative. Um, quite often and yes. actually being headstrong I was saying to a guy who I was recording with this morning that headstrong is a journey to become headstrong you are not born headstrong headstrong is something no. that you become That's why you wear a helmet when you learn on a bicycle absolutely yeah. um, but it's about um, you, about growing into being the person that you are to, to make the, your decisions as a confident individual yeah and absolutely. as you say happy to reach out when you need help because everybody needs it I totally agree. When you yeah. need it. Yeah, um, yeah the, lo- the last question I actually have was, because this is an interesting one, and I know that you'll have an answer to this. What would you do if you were interviewing yourself, if you had to ask yourself a question that, you know, if there was anything out there that you wanted to ask yourself? I'd what would you go, ask yourself? I know we've been in lockdown, but why is your haircut quite so terrible? <laughs> that would be my first question. Um, that's, a, that's a horror of a question. What would I ask myself? I know, I mean, there is no right or wrong answer. I was just there genuinely curious. There's definitely a wrong answer. Uh, <laughs> 100% there's a wrong answer. What would I ask myself? Um, I'd probably go, what made you quite such a peculiar individual when you look at the rest of your family? Slash, who are your real parents? <laughs> 2,000 words. That would be it. 30 yeah. marks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love it. Turn over now. Uh, yeah, that's almost certainly what I'll be like. Because I'm like nothing. I'm like no other member of my family. It's interesting. I mean, because what? Because they're all they're Well, none of them are in the creative. Well, they're just normal obviously... people. And yeah, they're great. But they're not. They don't sort of, no, of you know, get given an amazing education and everything. And then go, oh, fuck that. I'm going to take on magic tricks. Uh, do they have any kind of reservations about what you do? Or they, they, did, actually... they did originally, certainly. Sure. Yeah, huge reservations. Not huge reservations, but they were very much... Uh, concerned that I, you know, had the most amazing start in life, was incredibly lucky, and then I thought it'd be more fun to go around with a pack of cards. And sort of, but, you know, as, it, as it's kind of slowly worked itself out, touch wood for now, uh, they're kind of, uh, they love it, yeah. I think they, I mean, of course they love it. They're very, I think they're, they're very supportive of me. And fundamentally um, that is what a family is for, Yeah, course. absolutely, but when it all goes tits up and no one wants to... They'll be there to pick up the pieces. I hope so, yes. Uh, but, I, but I doubt it. They'll, <laughs> they'll be like, told you so, 
go and work in insurance. Like well, it's else. going from strength to strength at the moment. Best well, of luck we'll with see. all the TV, the TV Thank show, you the podcast. Very much. Thank um, you. Obviously, the autobiography coming out in a couple of years. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm not quite sure what I'm going to call it. Um, uh, we'll, we'll think of something. I don't think it's just going to be very slim by Archie Manners. <laughs> <laughs> Going to be here are some blank pages of my life. Yeah. That's a good question. What would you call your autobiography? Mine. Headstrong, oh, obviously. Yeah. So I mean, having the surname Strong is good. It's quite for, helpful. It is helpful for. It's uh, very. Yeah. It's incredibly helpful. For um, but you again, manners as well. That's quite good. Manners is quite good. Manners maketh a man. Manners maketh man. Good manners, bad manners. Mind your manners. Yeah. Mind your manners. I like that. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I just think very slim by Archie Manners. Uh, it's good. It's very good. But um, Arch, thanks so much for your, for your time. I My very pleasure, much appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> we got some good stuff, I think. I've loved every minute. Great. And that is it for this first episode in the new season, Creatives in Conversation, with me, Louis Strong, on Headstrong. I really hope you enjoyed this episode with Archie Manners. I think we can all agree that he's an incredible character and he's got some great stories and we wish him all the best with his new podcast, his autobiography potentially in a couple of years, but let's wish him all the best. If you enjoyed this episode, please review it on any platform that you're listening on and tell your family and friends. It's great to spread the word about Headstrong and talk about these episodes to other people. Stay tuned for some exciting guests and join me next week with Bob the Drag Queen. And finally, thank you to you, the listener, for taking the time out of your day or week to click on Headstrong and listen to my conversations. See you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.